sound. All right. What's up, everyone? Welcome back to Watch With Sound. My name is Josh Andicho, and with me is... Carmela Ocampo. And today is our first episode of our very first series of movies, The Scream Franchise. And um, I'm very excited to talk about this. This is possibly my favorite uh, horror franchise right now. I haven't seen as much, but like, first seeing this series, I got really hyped on it, and I got really excited, and I, got, I fell in love with it. Mm-hmm. Um, but Carmela... What did you think of the Scream series? I was blown away. Um, yeah, I was like um, curious as to like how it would be because you like had all this talk about it and you were like, this is so good, blah, blah, blah. You should watch it. And I was like, okay. <laughs> and yeah, my like first general impression of without like having seen any of the movies was that they were like cheesy and like, not that good not quality horror per se um but yeah after watching all of them in a row in like the span of a week um i can proudly say that yeah i think it's probably one of my favorite horror franchises as of now um and yeah there it was so smart and so funny and like each movie like kind of up the ante for me um and I I like that it was they were all like directed by the same guy and like he really cared about this series and you could tell, um, and yeah so that's I I'm glad you told me to watch it and I'm glad that we're talking about it now. It's really funny you said that because that's that was my first first impressions too was that like it wasn't like this serious you know like hallmark of a movie it was more of just like b-movie schlock of horror and sort of like this corny like big boob girl getting stabbed kind of (laughs) Mm -hmm. a thing and sort of like this just just like generic scary movie and it's funny to think that it is thought of as a generic scary movie in a sense of that like now all these people are copying the same sort of system that scream created and sort of how they created horror movies and how people portray it Mm -hmm. um and it's really funny because the name before before Scream was supposed to be Scary, scary Movie, movie. Yeah, in that. which they like just kind of go in the tropes and everything of scary movies. Um, but as regards to like the series, I never thought it would stick with me as much. I just thought it was sort of this, um, just this like generic movie that people see, and I I really didn't know that 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 much people were fans of it and people were big followers of it until after i watched it until like i've seen all these videos and people talking about it um but yeah definitely in my top horror movie and horror movie franchises and horror movies in general um so the series has four movies all together um and we wanted to right off the bat rank these movies before we actually go into them and go into the first scream on this episode. Mm-hmm. So, Carmela, what is your scream ranking? Oh, dang, you want me to go first? <laughs> yeah. Oh, shit. Okay. Okay. Here we go. All right. So, my rank is one, three, four, and two. <laughs> two is at the bottom? Mm hmm. Mm-hmm. Two is at the bottom. Mm-hmm. Wow. Do you want to explain yourself before? <laughs> no, I want to, let, let's hear yours and then I, I actually, and then we'll explain both. Okay. Mine is 
four. Oh, okay. I don't like the, <laughs> the have, second spot is where you I have got to <laughs> Yeah, four is definitely the top. It's either one or two at the second. I'm gonna give it to mm-hmm. one, and then two, three. Okay, three's at the bottom. Yeah, three's at because <laughs> if like, three is like literally the black sheep of the series. Like if you like look into anyone's opinions about it, yeah. they like don't like it as much as <laughs> the other series. Yeah. So I want to like I want to know your reasoning with your ranking. Okay. So one is at the top because it's the first one. It like set the tone for the entire series. It's a classic. I could probably watch that one like multiple yeah. times or I could see myself mm-hmm. doing that. Um, and it like, yeah, it, for the sole purpose that it set the precedence. And I think it was just so groundbreaking to me. Um, and it just like paved the way for like the rest of the series, obviously. Um, and so three is second for me because I think it's the funniest one out of all of them. Mm, okay, okay. I, I know like, yeah, I think it definitely focused more on the humor and less on the horror, um, yeah. for like, as, as opposed to the other movies in the series. Um, but I think that's why I liked it so much because it was like actually really funny and that surprised me. Um, I'm going to give it up to the, the, what's it called? The actress, the double who, or the actress that doubled for Gail Weathers, she was so oh, yeah, she's she so was funny. so funny. <laughs> she's, she was great. She was a great character. I yeah, her. that was like that her character and um, just the idea that it was like on a Hollywood movie set of the movie mm-hmm. of the movie was <laughs> yeah. like kind of mind blowing to me. I was like, this mm-hmm. is so crazy. This is so cool. Um, I definitely didn't. I wasn't like that huge of a fan of like the way they like what's it called wrapped up like with the weird they insert i feel like they inserted that like stepbrother or whatever um yeah 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 but it was okay it was fine to me but the humor definitely like was the main reason why it's second for me um and then four is third because i thought it was like a pretty decent reboot after all those years and it really shocked me honestly shocked me with the reveal of ghost face killer at the end and i like literally did not see that coming i think out of all the movies that was the one that shocked me the most I yeah was like, that what? one was the craziest <laughs> one and that one like also made sense to you at the at at that movie and it was crazy the second one is the last one for me because i didn't think it was bad or anything like i don't think any of them are that bad are bad um i just was like fine with it i think for the most part it was like okay i was like okay that's cool like copycat killer like okay <laughs> like you know <laughs> <laughs> yeah yeah so i think um, yeah it, nothing too groundbreaking happened for me for that one that's why it's last okay i, I kind of get your ranking now that now that you explained it yeah. um for me the fourth one is my favorite because like one it like caught me off my seat and like the twist like <laughs> totally shocked me and two uh-huh. i just like gave it i gave it a lot more credit because the time period was released like 2013 i believe Mm -hmm. which is like the high point of all horror films and sort of these different genres that come out of horror films and i think it's hard for scary movies especially running franchises to be revived and actually be interesting and good Mm, so like it was interesting to me to see four and still be shocked and like really really impressed by the way this movie is created um and it's just crazy to think that like when you think of 
franchises that lasted this long and make a movie in the, the uh, early 2010s and stuff like that, you they always fail. Like you have like the remake of Nightmare of Elm Street yeah. that was really bad. You have like Freddy versus Jason. You have like Jason 20. Like <laughs> you have all these <laughs> franchises. They kind of dismantle at this time period because one, they're really old. Two, they stick to the same script and they don't really bring anything new to the table. Mm-hmm. Which is sort of why I liked four so much because it stuck to the script, yeah, but it did in an innovative way and actually put something different within like the horror world. Mm-hmm. And then I was really st- stuck on one or two because <laughs> one, um, again, set the tone for the whole set franchise. It sort of created this meta sort of commentary on scary movies and this like middle finger to uh, scary movies as well. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um <laughs> And and even broke like the formula as to like the end and what happened at the end, which we'll talk about later. Yeah. Um, and number two, the reason why I like number two a lot is because it's a sequel, and sequels always do bad, like <laughs> exceptionally bad. And the fact that they still did the same thing as regards to playing with like the meta and commentary of scary movies on the aspect, they were able to do that really well and sort of execute it really well. Along with like showing still really scary scenes and still um, tense scenes that kind of like grip you and sort of like you're on your edge. Yeah, um, yeah. Which is why I loved two so much as well. And then uh, I put three at the end because <laughs> it's just it's just like it it does focus more on the comedy instead of the horror and the story aspect of it. And also they use a different writer, which is why it's so different from the other ones. Oh, I didn't know that. Um, that makes sense. Yeah, Kevin Williamson was the writer for one, two, and four. Mm-hmm. Um, the third one, he was like busy on his own project, so they kind of had like their own different writer that did it. And again, oh, yeah, the, okay. the ending, the ending too, was sort of like yeah. screwed in there, yeah. and it wasn't really like as crazy. I I did like it though. I did like the ending as a fact, like that that person was the killer, but I didn't like why he was the killer in a sense. Yeah, it didn't. It it like really felt like they just like literally wrote hammered him it in there. Yeah. 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 Um, and then I'll, we'll, exp- I'll explain like the different endings that could have happened in three when we get to three. Um, but that's why it's at the end. <laughs> okay. Yeah. I get it. I get so, it. So without further ado, let's get into Scream 1, released in 1996, directed by Wes Craven, starring Nev Campbell, Courtney Cox, and David Arquette. Carmela, what did you think of the first Scream? I loved it. <laughs> um... <laughs> First of all, great surprise. It was Drew Barrymore, the first person you see. I was like, oh my God, yeah. it's Drew. And then she dies like horribly. Yeah. Um, but that was cool. That, yeah, th- that part is really cool because like Drew Barrymore is really like a big actress at the time. Mm-hmm. So you didn't expect her to die. Yeah, right and, away. Like, yeah, that was that was like Drew Barrymore's idea too to have that scene and what? for her to die really quickly because she's like, yeah, it'd be really shocking if I died because obviously You're people expecting would think her I'm to main be the main character. Yeah, I bet they yeah, marketed so she, her like to be yeah, in the yeah, movie. Right? Dang, that's crazy. That's so crazy just to like see that happen. <laughs> yeah. And plus the whole that her full first scene is pretty intense. Like, it was as regards to horror, <laughs> as to gore and blood. Like it was just so intriguing along with being really horrifying. It was like funny and then super scary really fast and i was like already like hooked like from the like from just that scene alone i was like okay i get it i was like this is why the scream franchise is famous because yeah i like had no idea what i was like getting into 
And then, yeah, it was just a great intro to, like, the franchise. And then it gets to the actual story, and um, which is, like, just as good as, like, the, the opening scene. Um, yeah, I just love how the movie, like, was so unpredictable. And it was a classic whodunit mystery. And, yeah, at the same time, like, commentating on, like, all these, like, tropes and like subverting them basically like you got your final girl you got like your like cheerleader like blonde girl you got the jock and you got the nerd right yeah and yeah i love how they're like constantly playing with things like as an audience you would expect to happen um and it like it doesn't it's not like breaking the fourth wall or anything but it's just like it's meta right it's just like super meta and I think that's what makes these movies and this movie in particular so interesting like and it keeps you like engaged as an audience keeps you guessing did you know who the killers were at the end okay yeah i like how like i did i literally didn't know who it was gonna be i i only guessed one of them which was the what's it called the other friend not the boyfriend the other guy not the nerd Uh, stew stew there you go stew Stu, yeah. I, I guess Stu was um, either the killer or a killer. But, mm-hmm. yeah, they, like, constantly were, like, playing with you. Like, they were, like, dangling the boyfriend in front of you. Like, okay, like, he's definitely the killer. And you're like, wait, that's what they want me to think. And I'm like, he's not the killer. And then he is the killer. And I'm yeah, like, oh, no. my God. <laughs> it's great because, like, they, they have this whole part where he gets arrested and then he gets let go. <laughs> Like, letting you know that, oh, he's not the killer. And at the end, well, bam. He's the killer. And you're like, oh, my God, I was a fool. Um, (laughs) And I guess, like, with the way the movie ended, like, I like how they don't give you a reason why. Like, like, it doesn't matter what the villains, the killer's motivations are for killing. It's just, like, mindless violence. And sometimes that's all it is, which is true. Like, there's sometimes just really no reason why people kill. And I, I think I really like that, um, that aspect. They like didn't really give them, they didn't like try to justify it, kind of thing. Like, yeah. oh, I'm doing this because of this. Like they did give a reason, but I like how Billy Loomis sort of opened it up with like, what if there is no reason? There doesn't have yeah. to be a reason. Like I could give you like this reason or that reason, but having no reason is even scarier because why am I doing this? Because I want to do this, yeah. and it sort of creates this like. You sort of when I watched it, it questioned me like why do I want a motive so badly as regards to like why he's killing those much people and it sort of questioned why I enjoyed that in movies and stuff like that which is something that's really unique and something that I really liked it did give a reason he did oh, give yeah. his reason yeah. because like his her mom like cheated on his or was the mistress to his dad and all that but it almost felt like a like a like that's what the reason had to be like they had to have a reason like a written reason yeah. you know what I mean mm-hmm um which which is also a good yeah. reason as no well, it, yeah <laughs> he sort of did what he did i guess i do want to talk about uh the lead character neve campbell or nev campbell she is <laughs> so amazing and yeah i love her character and i think she's like a great final girl she's like the most final final girl because she never <laughs> died <laughs> my fave <laughs> My fave Nev Campbell, yes. Yeah, I think she, like, yeah, she. I don't think she really starred in anything else beyond these movies. No, and she wasn't. I think she played, like, the part and the character, like, really well. Very, like, 
yeah very like empathetic and like you believe she's like a strong person and sorry i'm speaking on like the franchise generally when i say this but yeah i like how you can kind of see how she like generally stays the same but like also grows as a character throughout um yeah and i guess that leaves me to talk about like the two other main characters that are in all four movies which are (laughs) gail weathers and dewey dewey something i forgot his last name dewey riley dewey riley yeah Mm -hmm. um i thought those three like really were really good like core characters for the franchise and Mm -hmm. i like how they're like introduced in this first movie dewey is just like kind of a rookie or is he a rookie police officer he's kind of like yeah at this movie he was like rookie police officer. yeah and then gail weathers is this like hard-boiled famous like journalist reporter lady who like doesn't give a shit about how you feel about things um yeah and yeah i like i like the way they're written they're like very um they're not like so what's it called they're pretty like substantial characters even though they seem like very like surface level i guess like oh you can immediately identify them as like oh yeah that's the cop oh yeah that's the reporter oh yeah Mm -hmm. that's the girl who's always getting trying to get killed but i like how there's so much more to them beyond that um and they actually make you care about them yeah and it's also cool talking about those three that that kind of evolved without the fr- with the franchise you kind of see the effects of like the movie previously of how they think how they mm-hmm. act how they sort of take care of themselves which is so interesting to me because um when franchises do do this i feel like i see a lack of that i kind of yeah. see like they just forgot the whole first movie started yeah. and like they were attacked at one point but it sort of evolves with the movies with with the three main characters sydney gail and dewey um but I also wanted to talk about the other subsequent characters, Billy Loomis, Stu, mm-hmm. um, Cotton Weary, and Cotton Tatum, Weary. who's Rose, McGa- Rose McGowan. Yeah. Um, I did like the sort of trope of that Rose McGowan played as, like that token hot girl. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, and it was cool to see her as the best friend of Sydney Prescott. But like, I did want to see more of her in the movies, but she did die. <laughs> like, right um, away, yeah. Yeah, she died like really right away. Um <laughs> But she played this, like, sort of, like, typical to- token, like, white, big-breasted, sexualized girl. And mm-hmm. then she gets killed immediately. Um, <laughs> yeah. And then Cotton Weary, who becomes a bigger character later on in the series, um, falsely accused. Um, and sort of, like, sort of this misunderstood character and the fact that, like, he be- he-, he gets blamed and framed really plays into the future sequels as well. Mm-hmm. Um Randy, who's my favorite character, Randy. and I think I so the crowd favorite, yeah. like the guy that like tells you is like the commentator pretty much, mm-hmm. like tells you all the tropes, like rule one: if this happens, all the yeah. and like never say be right back because you say be right back, you're definitely dead. <laughs> um, and then the virgin always lives and stuff like that. Um, he kind of like creates these rules and like magnifies these rules just so they can be broken later on, yeah. which is great. Um, and then to get to um Stu and billy the two killers Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. billy first of all billy's name is billy loomis which um ties back to halloween dr loomis is the doctor that like treats michael myers in halloween yeah so it's kind of like a like a tribute to that um along with that you have like other easter eggs like 
um, Wes Craven was the janitor wearing Freddy Kre- uh, Freddy Krueger's clothes. What? I even um, that. We have freaking um, the Fonz that's in the, that the birth the principal who gets killed. Oh. Yeah. Um, he sort of had like these little Easter eggs and like these uh, homages to different movies. Like Rose McGowan, I think, says like Wes Carpenter or oh, yeah, John yeah. Craven. Yeah. Like she John combines Carpenter, the two yeah. genres. Yeah. Or John Craven or yeah, something like that. Wes Carpenter. Something like that. Yeah. yeah, I and then, um Drew Barrymore also like makes fun of the Freddy Krueger movies. Mm-hmm. <laughs> she says the first one's good, the rest suck, which is also funny because Wes Craven didn't direct any of the other Freddy movies except for the first one, The Final Nightmare, which is funny. <laughs> so she says like the first one sucks, or the first one's good, but the rest of them suck. That's funny. It's like yeah, Wes Craven's like kind of tuning his own horn yeah. there. <laughs> um, but with Billy Loomis and Stu. I love Stu so much. His character is sort of just like <laughs> he's crazy, like dude. He's a wacky wild card. loony. Yeah. yeah, and like he's funny and also intense with his funniness. I guess. Yeah. Like the point where he's like, <laughs> like the, I just love like quoting him because he's so funny. He's like, "Well, Sydney, your mom, your shirt, your mom's no Sharon Stone." And stuff <laughs> yeah. like that. And then like he's about to die. He's so like, "I think I'm dying, man. <laughs> like I think you stabbed me too much." Yeah. Um, Stu also didn't really have a motive either to, mm, as regards to no. why he killed it. He was just kind of like along I, I, for the ride. I just did it because like, I'm crazy. Peer pressure. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> this is what we practice, man. <laughs> like. And then I love the fact that like Billy and Sydney do end up having sex because Dude. it breaks the trope of like final girl um, being a like, virgin final girl being a virgin um but also sucks at the same time because like he just had sex with a serial killer that's what and, i was like, like dude she just had sex with him yeah you guys just had sex. like minutes later he's like i'm the killer and no. like she's like literally oh, just did it she's like wow <laughs> <laughs> yeah and like after she oh yeah that's another thing i wanted to talk about like how like they kind of gave her a thing where she yeah her backstory with her mom like being raped and murdered caused the character sydney not to like want to have sex with her boyfriend for a long time and kind of gave her that kind of like trauma um and how that was like i just thought the whole thing was so twisted because yeah she ends up the fact that she ends up having sex with him and then he later reveals that he was the one who raped and killed her mother is just like so many levels of fucked up and i'm just like that just shows how like strong of a person she like ended up being because she walked away like pretty okay you know especially the fact that like she was so adamant about doing it too like she was like very very defensive against it and like she even said like i lost my mom like i don't want to have sex with you kind of right now i need to like figure myself out yeah. there's also people getting killed like i need to, <laughs> you need to chill out yeah. um and then all of a sudden like they end up doing it because she feels i guess she kind of she kind of feels bad and feels like she's been neglecting him because of the fact she thinks he's the killer <laughs> yeah um they had like a moment and she was like you know what well we can do it i'm fine okay, now it's fine, cool fine. <laughs> Um, another like a favorite part of mine is when um, Billy pretty much exposes himself as a killer. Where Randy's like, "He's go- Stu's going crazy out there, man. I don't know." And then Billy Loomis like quotes Psycho. He's like, "We all mm-hmm. go a little crazy sometimes," and shoots him. I'm like, oh shoot! Um, <laughs> oh, which is kind of it's just kind of interesting to think too because maybe Billy Loomis 
is as big as a movie nerd as Randy because he's he it quotes these like things. It. Yeah. Yeah. He knows these things. He like sort of like plays it in the same hands as the killers in the movies. So it seems like he's sort of playing at the fact that he's as big as a fan as Randy is. Um, I guess that brings yeah. us to our next topic. Can entertainment slash media cause violence in the real world? What do you think, wow. Josh? Deep, very deep. I want to hear your opinion first. <laughs> Why? <laughs> so I, I can gather my thoughts. <laughs> okay. Um, I don't think it causes it. I think it helps um, if people already have these kinds of violent thoughts, I think it helps. It it's like a tool for them to, a tool for like empathy. Almost they like relate themselves to like this killer who's in a movie or something, and they're like, oh, like I'm like that, you know, like I feel this way. That means like, like if they can see themselves in a character, that means that their feelings and actions can be justified. I think. Mm-hmm. Um, and yeah it like it's i think it's more of a fuel thing it's a fuel and a tool for empathy for them to justify what they might like do and what the like violent thoughts that they're thinking yeah because for the most part my answer is no because i believe that entertainment like this is entertainment that's all it is there's people that enjoy this and leave it at that not actually actually uh, act on this but there are many cases in which there have been replications of movies have been replication of serial killers and video games um i believe ted bundy or jeffrey dahmer also tried to blame the reason why he did this because of movies and stuff like that Mm. um but at the same time these these uh entertainment media shouldn't be spotlighted as the reason why because i feel like a lot of these are to help people sort of get out and sort of decompress even with these like crazy things that video games and movies do they sort of decompress and sort of put that person um outside of that realm other than like getting into it they sort of create this fantasy for them in a sense but Mm -hmm. it never should be acted upon nor should it be blamed on it's not something that creates serial killers it it's something that does influence people in a certain way and it just depends how that person is influenced and how they act upon it everyone knows like murder is bad and they like <laughs> the movies shouldn't have to be the thing to tell them that or to like show them that it's not right um yeah so it's interesting that there's i know there's a lot of like argue against video games and movies that show violence like this um and i know scream as well also had a lot of problems with having their movie rating to r-rated um rating um they actually had to like speed up drew barrymore's like hanging because if they lingered any longer, it would turn into an R rating, um, an NC seventeen, oh, oh. or like whatever is higher than the rated R. Yeah. Um. So they sped it up. So like, it's funny because that scene is sort of like, it, you could tell you could you you could think it's stylized, but that's the reason why they did it is to avoid that rating. But in my opinion, I feel like video games and movies don't necessarily cause violence, but I understand that it could influence someone in a different way. Yeah, I, I I do agree with the whole, like, um, and it might be a controversial thing where, yeah, I, I do believe that, like, horror movies and, like, video games and, like, they can be outlets for people um, to, like, decompress. And I think um, I read this thing um, that Stephen King wrote a long time ago about, like, why people, like, need horror movies or, like, why we like to see, like, 
or why we like to watch horror movies and like watch people like you know get hurt or like die or whatever um and he said something like how we all have like like a a crocodile inside of us that we need to like feed and he like alluded it to like that kind of like human nature that that kind of like metaphor where we have that like primal thing that we need to like kind of feed on different ways like be it like you know exercising or like watching a movie or like playing sports or or like yeah watching horror movies playing video games or something like that um so yeah i definitely agree or agree on that that point you made um yeah i i do like how these movies like the screen movies constantly like commentate on like yeah i think in one way or another the villain like blames the media right yeah i think in the future i think the second one he kind of blames it on the media and sort of drives that home because i know the first scream got a lot of flack from the actual real life media Mm -hmm. that you know that it's very gory and sort of influences people to kill and influences or inspires people to kill and all that nonsense i think there were Um, actually like there were like actual murders that happened based on the movie and i think yeah the movie the movie is based on these actual serial killing that happened i I don't know the details of that but i know it's actually influenced by it yeah no yeah and and after the release of the first one there were murders that happened oh okay because that mimicked it as well yeah because that they were like copying the scream movie and then the second one and then the sequel comes out and then it's about that that. yeah so it's kind of interesting because like if you look at like 13 reasons why there are like suicides that Mm -hmm. say that they are influenced by that show yeah and that's not show necessarily about violence or anything like that but it's about the girl trying to get back at people for like what they've done to her causing her suicide exactly which is also this is terrible as it's well. a little problematic um, yeah I yeah never it's very it, problematic but i i was like oh like that's what it's about <laughs> on a side note too selena gomez like ignored all the warning signs from like the suicide hotline people and people that work Did in that you, area oh, no. to like don't do this because it could be triggering yeah. you, could, you could hurt someone internally you could sort of bring back these old things so it's interesting that like she just blatantly ignored it <laughs> she was like i think it'll be fine <laughs> so this has been our first episode of the first scream movies um what do you guys think of the scream series and the scream movies tell us on instagram at watch it sound my name is josh and and you can follow me at the space wolf and i'm carmela and you can follow me at cat thank you all for listening you could f- listen to us on spotify soundcloud and apple um, follow along with this new series that we're trying to do with the Scream franchise. Hopefully you guys like it. And hopefully you guys like hearing it. Um, keep on watching everyone. Stay inside. <laughs> stay quarantined. Mm-hmm, stay mm-hmm. safe. Uh, hello? Why don't you want to talk to me? Who is this? You tell me your name, I'll tell you mine. <laughs> I don't think so. That noise. Popcorn. You making popcorn? Uh huh. I only eat popcorn at the movies. Well, I'm getting ready to watch a video. Really? What? Oh, just some scary movie. You like scary movies? Uh huh. What's your favorite scary 